0: Hi, it's Elise. And it's Hannah. And this is episode five of Love Her, Leave Her Wild. Woohoo. <laughs> I feel like that woohoo wasn't as strong as the last. I was really, con- I was like, is it five or six? That's what, that was counting in my head. I think it's five.
1: Okay, you're the pro.
0: Woohoo. There we go. Here we go. <laughs> Come on. You got to get excited for this. Bad. And what's what's this episode about, Hannah?
1: Let's talk about sex, baby.
0: Hell yeah. This time we have a guest. This is our first guest. Welcome. Welcome, Nick. Hello,
2: everybody. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) This is really exciting. Thanks for being on our our little podcast.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, honored.
0: Cool, cool, cool. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself?
2: Uh, 32 got a little youngin. Uh, He's two. He just turned two this March. Uh, I'm going to be 33 in June. Um, uh, Carpenter. So that's my day job. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it. I haven't done much social media or anything like that. No, no podcasts or anything. I'm starting, I'm starting up a podcast, but uh, work in progress right now. Started working on all the social media, have my branding and stuff. But other than that, it's just kind of my my small side hustle at the moment, kind of following your uh, your lead here on some of that.
0: <laughs> What's your podcast gonna be about? Sex. Whoa. Oh, Don't shocker. say. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> I hear I hear
1: you are the sex ex expert.
2: Uh yeah, sex guru or whatever you want to call it. But yeah. uh um yeah, I'm just uh fluent in sex. Uh it's it's just something the that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Um, but it's something I'm comfortable with and something that uh, I like to talk about. It's something I'm passionate about, um, not only doing, but helping others understand it and communicate it. Cause I feel like, um, when people talk about sex that you can, um, reach people a lot, uh, more, um, intimately. Um, cause when you don't talk about it, there's like, you know, this anxiety and stuff that happens and, and, uh, mistakes that can be made and all of that can be helped by just talking.
0: Agreed. Mm-hmm. I know because um, I feel like, you know, as I've gotten older, I definitely know more of what I want and I'm more vocal about it, you know, but when I was younger, I kind of just, you know, just went with it and whatever made him happy, you know, I was fine with it. And then I'd walk away and just be like, eh, eh, that kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Should should never do that.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. So one of the things that you had talked to me about, Nick, which I found super interesting, was that you told me if as a woman, you're kind of like you're out on a date or you're with a guy and, and you're feeling it and you want to have sex, but you didn't get to prepare. The woman did not prepare that day because Hannah and I know that when we know it's that time, it's like prepare it's go time it's go time and it's like (laughs) razor from basically head to toe (laughs) you know wax wax, whatever everything so so tell me what you told me
2: um so in regard to that like um hygiene is is good it's not (laughs) um necessarily something that you like like don't be uncleanly by any means but um like as far as like you know, grooming and, and, uh, taking care of yourself. Uh, that's an extensive process. Nobody has time to like shave every single day. Like if you're, you know, going to be dating a couple people throughout the week, you're not going to shave every single day. You don't have time for some of that sometimes, you know? So it's, it's fine to, to skip some days and whatnot. And, and even like a week or two, depending like whatever it may be, it's not a big deal. Me personally. Um, I, I don't have a problem with it as long as it's, we're not talking like, you know, a fro going on or anything like that. But <laughs> Other than that, like I mean, it's fine. It doesn't bother me at all. I, I feel it's natural to have that sort of thing. I mean, I'm I'm a naturally hairy guy. Uh, I have tons of hair. Very hairy chest, uh, beard, as you can see, lots of hair, thick, thick hair. Um, it's not going away. So mm-hmm. what you see is what you get with me. You know, though I do manscape, um, but yeah, it's not every day. It's not like I I'm like oh, got to be baby smooth with everything. But yeah. Um, So would
0: you say a lot of guys are probably in that set of mind of just like, if I shaved, say, yesterday and I didn't shave today, we had sex today. Would, you know, would would most men say like, who cares or.
2: No, I I think there's a a very large expectation between not only men, but women as well, Um, like men are expected to be clean. We're expected to present ourselves as like this immaculate masculine image for women. And that everything needs to be pristine when that's not realistic. Like everybody has lives, everybody has jobs, everybody has careers and, and lives and children and, and stuff like that. Whoever, you know, who does and does not have children, but um, you know, it's it's not out of the realm to skip days and just be yourself, man. It's not a big deal. I I it doesn't bother me at all um when a woman doesn't shave. It doesn't bother me at all.
0: Well, that's great. It's great to hear. I think some women need to hear that. I I loved hearing it. And I was just like, oh, because I'm not going to lie. This time around for me, there's been a few times that I've forgotten to shave my legs.
2: Happens, man. Yeah.
0: And you know what? Like, I don't. Care. I will say
2: though. I will say though, with women, you you're kind of a little bit more lucky than guys because, like, our hair is a lot more like thicker and coarse i feel like on our legs like if i shave my legs you'd be like holy shit this is like literal sandpaper but like when you guys <laughs> skip a day or two it's like okay i feel like some peach fuzz who gives a shit like yeah it's not that big of a deal so
0: yeah well you know i don't but this time around i really now, you know i'll i'll make sure i'm um, you know, pretty good, but I, I really have forgotten to shave my legs a few times. And I really, you know, when I was like 22, I'd have been like, Oh my God, no, never. And now I'm just like the next day, I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot to shave my legs that day. (laughs) I'm okay with it. They were too.
2: (laughs) And they will be, if they're, if they are man enough, they will be fine with it.
0: Yeah. Boys versus men.
2: Mm -hmm. Truth. (laughs) Yes. That's a huge That is like, that's the thing I think I've talked to you most about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, stop talking to men, start talking, or start stop talking to boys, start talking to men because you know they're gonna be they're gonna There's be too many lot. boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there.
0: This isn't supposed to be a roast about me.
2: <laughs> I'm not roasting you. I'm not roasting you. I'm 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 helping. I'm educating everybody. See, you are you yourself have the same problem so it's not it's not a normal <laughs> <laughs>
0: so boys versus men as in like okay so tell me some of the things you were talking about um when when you're talking about boys versus men
2: <clears throat> um so uh, the, o- the only like comparison I have is obviously myself. I like, I don't talk to men, but from what I hear from other, uh, conversations with other people, um, other women and whatnot, and the people that they date, all I hear is like a lot of, um, immature statements like, Oh, he's shy about things or that, um, you know, uh, the attitude he has about things is noncommittal and, and a lot of, uh, and by noncommittal, I don't mean like ser- super serious relationships, but like you know, being present with them. Um, uh, lack of communication is one really big immature um, factor that I consider is a boy. Um, if you can't answer a woman's text, you're obviously not interested in them. So just let them know that. Or ghosting. Yeah. Go, go. Ghosting <laughs> Ghosting's even terrible with me too. So not meaning me myself ghosting. I'm talking about people ghosting me too. I'm aware oh, of that. So sad. So sad. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah ghosting definitely is um is something that happens quite often i think because you know you're just behind a, a phone at that point you know sometimes i have it happens a question after- for you though Oh, go ahead.
1: so if you get ghosted after sex for the first time would you say he's just a fuck boy or he's just it wasn't that great and he doesn't really want to talk to you
2: uh, that's complex because obviously each person is going to be a different scenario, but, uh, I would say generally most of the time it's a disinterest, just face mm-hmm. value disinterest. It's not, and it's not like a, you were necessarily bad or something like that. I mean, it could just be literally like he had sex with you and then matched with like the girl of his dreams the next day. And then he's just like, <laughs> yikes. So like, again, it's not like. It's not like it's generally your fault. It's just a, a literal face value of disinterest. That's it. It's not anything to do with you specifically. It's usually just them.
0: Hmm. Interesting. That kind of puts another spin on things, huh?
2: Yeah. I mean, like, and, and, and this is an, another thing to go on with like a lot of conversations in general is just showing compassion and nine times out of 10 um, people's actions do have some sort of reason behind them. and we just don't know it. So you can't assume.
0: Well, it's kind of yeah. nice to know, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It takes kind of the blame off of oneself sometimes. Because I think a lot of women no. blame themselves and they rerun the night or the event through their heads wondering, you know, did I do this what wrong? You, do wrong? Mm-hmm. you know, did I, I don't know, did he not like the way I looked afterwards or Um, You know what I've been seeing a lot, though, on TikTok, this whole after a man has sex with you, like for five minutes after he orgasms, he doesn't find you attractive anymore. Have you heard that?
2: I don't know if I've heard it, but I'm I can tell you that at that moment in time, it's it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't really say specifically for anybody else. I, all I can say is, again, I'm, I'm my only um, comparison in any of this. But um, for me, after it, it's like I need a moment to just recollect, like breathe, just chill for a second. And that's maybe me. But I don't know. It could be a lot of other people as well.
0: Okay.
1: What do you mean? Like only for five minutes, they don't find you attractive. And then like the five no, minutes
2: no, no. is
0: up and they're it's, like, it's oh, necessarily- I like you again. <laughs>
2: It's not necessarily like a uh, an unattractive like no by no means. Um, uh, I can vouch that the, the, especially when you um, really care about somebody uh, and you've been intimate with them, there should be none of that sort of reaction. If you're having a reaction of that after sex, then you could there's something there's a huge disconnect there that's not um, not okay. Meaning that like you are probably only in it for the physicality of the relationship
1: yeah because i would say like the good sex you usually cuddle after it's not like
2: oh yeah you're that's just what like, i'm saying oh, yeah i mean don't get me wrong sometimes i'm like yo <laughs> hit the bathroom real quick the for a second you know i gotta i gotta go pee real quick i'll be right back you know <laughs> but other than that like no i if you're if you're into somebody if there's ever like a, a feeling of like disinterest in somebody after sex, that's clearly just a physicality thing and not an emotional thing. They don't have an emotional attachment. They're just looking for that um, physical um, interaction. And then once that's over, you've achieved that goal. And then you're like, okay, now I'm done.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That was just something I wondered. I've seen a lot about that on TikTok lately. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. Um, okay. So this is another thing I wanted to talk about women that want to bring in toys and how to approach a man about it. Because from what I've heard from other women is that men kind of feel like they're not doing something right. So how, how do we do that? Um, not date boys yeah (laughs) damn
1: man
2: (laughs) um especially people who are inexperienced and that's um the majority of what i hear of uh, when people are having these kind of conversations about like uh broadening um, sexual horizons is like trying to bring in toys because that's kind of like the like first step you know like oh you kind of explore different positions first and then you're like okay what's like the next step after that And it's usually like bringing in some sort of toy um, and to me, it's never, uh, I mean, I, I can say in the beginning of playing with toys, it was kind of like a, oh man, am I not good enough? But then it was more of just realizing that like each woman has like a different, like physiological body makeup. And because of that, each woman is pleased differently. So, um, there are some women that just literally can't get off from intercourse, uh, or, or um, oral or anything like that. And sometimes, like, a toy is their only means. Um, but because of that, that can, um, really, uh, harsh, harsh a dude's pride, you know, kind of like a big smack to the ego for a guy. Cause he'll be like, oh, I, I can't do this, you know, but it's, he needs to understand that it's not just him, it's, it's everybody across the board. So, um, yeah. So, Speaking how do we experience- talk about it? Um, okay. So, talking about it. Um, I mean, just uh, unfortunately he's going to have to just suck it up and talk about it. Uh, but, br- but bringing bringing it up and not just saying like, Hey, I want to bring in a toy, be like, Hey, I want to bring in a toy, but I want you to understand that I don't want to bring in a toy because I feel that you are in any way, shape or form inadequate. It's just something that I would like to explore. And, and if the guy is a man, not a boy, he will be willing to try that. I mean, I know plenty of uh, my guy friends that are like, hell yeah, you know, in some fucking toys. That shit's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So make sure that you definitely say it, it doesn't have anything to do with you. It's just, I think what it would be fun
2: yeah, and and then ask them like, would they like to bring in toys too? Like, if they, mm. if you're wanting to bring in a specific toy, be like, would there be a toy that you would like to be uh, to bring into uh, play and whatnot, so that you both can explore and have fun?
0: Uh, okay, faking orgasms. Why is mm. that mm. not a good thing?
2: Um, because. When you find out that it is a lie, it's terrible. It's probably one of the most, like, debilitating um, lies to find out in a relationship is when the woman... And unfortunately, there are a lot of women that have not had orgasms, and they they don't realize it. And then when they do, like, the whole saying, like, you know when you've had an orgasm, if you have to question it, you haven't had an orgasm. So, um, but as far as faking it, um, that is a huge disconnect it's it needs to be said that like yes it didn't happen and it's again it's a thing that you just have to traverse with each other um when having intercourse uh that they just have to find your right spot man every every woman has a spot every person every woman's got a uh an angle that works best for them whether it's toys sex oral um you know whatever it may be there's always um something different for every woman and you just have to find that out so um, but like never faking it is is um huge. So what happens uh, so when we fake it? Um, I mean, we as men feel like so inadequate. It's like I okay, said, but it's probably one
0: How do you know it's fake? Yeah, how do you know? You don't know. Because trust me, um, I am an amazing actress.
2: <laughs> um I I can speak from experience that I have been told or found out later there was like a discussion about it that the woman did fake an orgasm. Um, And this was like earlier years and stuff like that when I was less um, traverse and sexual nature. (laughs) He's
1: like, let me just throw that out. (laughs) Let me just make sure it was when I was 12. Not not like
2: to sound like I'm a whore or anything. But um, when when I was obviously um, much younger and inexperienced and um, not familiar with um, women and how to please them um, so uh, the reason why it's bad is because not only are you uh, hurting the male but you're also hurting yourself because if you don't if you don't tell them that you're not then you're not going to achieve it ever mm-hmm. so you have to Okay, have but to what if they know.
1: never ask
2: what do you mean oh if the guy never asks yeah oh, then he's, then he's a selfish fuck
0: mm-hmm. okay <laughs>
2: I ask every time. Every time. If you don't, I'm not done.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I think it's super important because here's (laughs) the thing. If you fake it, then the guy thinks what he is doing is working. So he's going to do it every time. Yeah. Here's the thing, though.
1: What do you think is faking an orgasm? I'm guessing it's just the moaning and the... uh, Mm Because, you know, you can moan and make noises and like... (laughs) That's just how you have sex.
2: One more you time. Know how, that, did, like... how did you bone again?
0: like
2: that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, no. That's definitely That's not, it. Does Do it. not dirty talk. <laughs> okay.
0: No, Hannah does not dirty talk. Hannah does no, not dirty really? talk.
2: That's okay. It's not for everybody.
0: No, it's it's awful. Anyways. Um,
2: Never so... had like, a guy like get in there and just be like, yeah, you know. I with, like, dirty? Gay, I'll shit. walk yeah. away. Oh yeah! I'll be like, "Oh no,
1: <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Close on. I'm out the door. <laughs> In the middle, I don't care if you say weird shit to me. I'm like that. That's a no. Uh-oh. So yeah. And the whole like texting thing, I can't do that either. I um, one time, copy and paste.
2: <laughs> Wait, you copy and texted like a sext? <laughs>
1: Yeah, because he was like, come on. And I was like, I'm really bad at this. So I just Googled something, copied it, and sent it. And I'm assuming it worked. I don't know.
2: I didn't ask. But, like, how did that, like, how did that go? how did that go? Because, like, I feel like there has to be, like, a, a back and forth for that to happen. It can't just be, like, here's one text. Oh, you got off. like. <laughs>
0: well, that's, 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 the guy was that's, weird. <laughs> okay, well,
2: all right, maybe he was, like, a, you know.
0: Yeah. One hit a yeah. quitter
2: real quick, you know, but.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: probably. Who knows?
2: But um, what was I saying? <laughs> oh. Probably you don't like having conversations.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like talking like that during sex. It's uh, little, little things. But like, I don't, we don't need to have a full blown conversation about what you like and what's going on. I'm also involved. So I know what's happening. And um, yeah. But we were talking about the faking the orgasms. So unless a man doesn't ask well how am i going to say this afterwards say you're doing the whole moaning all the all the things you know he's enjoying it then sex is over and he doesn't ask if you came or whatever we're going to call this orgasmed and you're just like you go on with your life and you didn't is that bad yeah. I mean
2: I mean it's not necessarily like your fault but it's it is it is so is it our responsibility
1: something? every time to be like, I didn't go?
2: Um, I mean, it is it, at, at the first encounter of it, you should probably say something. But after that, if you say something to them and and then this is, again, going back into like opening lines of communication about sex with each other, because if you're not able to talk about sex, you're not going to be able to come to these conclusions. So like you could have a conversation outside of the bedroom that would just be like you guys are sitting and having a like a normal conversation. You'd be like, Hey, you know, I was thinking about the other night and this is what happened. And I didn't come and I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want you to feel emasculated in the moment, but I wanted to bring it up to you now so that we can talk about it and then like resolve that later, like at another time, whenever you guys do have sex. And when you do that, that, that puts the power, not only in their hands, because then they're like, okay, then they can start to ask questions and it really opens up their mind to like, Hey, maybe I do need to pay attention to what else is going on here. So like, Always just not even just having sex combos in the bedroom, but out of the bedroom as well in a non-sexual format. That's like what I feel is really healthy and important. So,
1: I'm like an against porn, not because I'm like, oh my god, you shouldn't be looking at a naked woman. More like I feel like you create this fantasy of, and like this expectation of like what I'm supposed to be. Not that he's mm-hmm. thinking about this porn girl, but like it just brings in so much like I don't know, just weirdness in my opinion to sex
2: um yeah i mean i i'm i see both sides of the spectrum one it is like yeah you are watching another woman you are like kind of like desensitizing yourself to normality because that's like very fake like i mean this is yeah. staged like porn nothing about porn is real um maybe the reality tv ones where they like try to portray it as real as about as close as you can get but yeah the the really in in my opinion what porn has done for me uh, as a man um yes it has helped me sustain <laughs> losing my mind when i'm not able to have sex for long <laughs> periods of time but um uh i think it's educational i think what it can do is it can give you ideas that could spice up your sex life that you never thought of um uh, for instance there uh, were quite a few girls that i had been dating and um had no idea that they were actually into anal sex until we had the conversation about it. And that they, that was one of their like favorite porns was anal porn. Like, so again, it's not necessarily like a bad thing all the time. It's good in moderation. Um, I think it can um, teach you a lot. There's actually, which I thought was super awesome was there was educational videos on like porn networks and stuff like that, where you could actually like how to give a proper blow job or something like that for like the, the ignorant for people who just don't know
0: <laughs> the
2: ignorant the
0: ignorant. Hmm. naive okay and then what do you think about the whole watching porn is cheating because some women do feel that
2: oh yeah i just had that uh where a woman freaked out because she was just like you know oh was, you know if uh as long as you're not uh uh watching porn it's fine So then I wanted to inquire about it, not because I wanted to have that in the relationship. I was just like, okay, well, what is, I wanted to know what her insecurities were about it. She's like, oh my God, are you serious? And like deleted me. I was just like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that conversation was never gonna happen. But um, (laughs) as far as like porn in a relationship, do I think it needs to be a thing? No, absolutely not. I don't think it needs to be a thing. Do I think it can be a tool to help each other? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like I said, again, Educational means teaching people um, things that they never thought of, giving them ideas. Um, Role-playing is kind of like a fun thing to do. Like you watch the porn, you do with the porn, you know. So it's not necessarily cheating if the other person is consenting to it. But if they are not on board, no, absolutely not.
0: Interesting.
2: How do you feel about porn, Elise,
1: in relationships?
0: Oh, um, I don't care if whoever I'm dating watches porn at all. I mean, as long as he functions you know, he's not like hiding out at work. Yeah. Watching, watching porn. (laughs) And you know what I mean? Like being crazy with it, but like in moderation, I don't care. I don't watch just, and there's no reason I don't watch. (laughs) I just, meh. It's just fake to me. So why would I want to watch it? yeah you know so i don't, I don't know yeah. just never been never been a fan i guess but i, I don't agree
2: that I, oh sorry go no,
0: ahead uh i i but i don't care if um and i don't even care if my boyfriend wants to watch porn with me that's fine i mean i'll try it but yeah i'll never watch it myself i'll never you know sit down and be like huh i have the weekend of myself i'm just gonna watch some porn <laughs> some graham crackers. Yeah,
1: that's a negative for me. But
0: <laughs> so, what do you criminal feel? Minds. How do There's you feel some about
1: criminal minds porn.
0: porn? Huh? Probably.
1: Yeah, I don't like it.
0: You don't like it. What about your boyfriend?
1: Yeah, you I just had. Like it. I couldn't tell you. Oh, if he no. Yeah, that's a no. I feel like you should be getting satisfied with me, and if you're not and you have to go to porn there's a problem um but i also had a really bad experience with a guy who like sent me links to porn and he was like you have to be like this or like to keep a guy and blah 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 so i was just like to me it's like a competitive like insecurity like i don't want to look at yeah it's what about if me. your
0: boyfriend watches it without you yeah that's a no oh still
1: yeah like I, you should be having sex with me and if you have to get off, then you should probably wait until you could see me. <laughs> you don't need to be watching porn. All
2: right. Then, then I'll play devil's advocate here. Just curious. Not again, not like a needs to happen thing. What happens if like, you know, somebody is uh, doing like a traveling nursing job or something like that or something where they're gone for months at a time.
1: Um. Hello, I can be your porn.
2: Okay, good. That's, that i i like that answer that is good. but i feel like a lot of i feel like a lot of women are very uncomfortable going on camera or sexting or talking over the phone and stuff like that so
1: i mean we all know i don't sext but like you want some pics you want some videos let's do this over the phone sure but oh yeah i
2: can appreciate that that's that's, that's a good medium that's a good medium so
0: good job hannah
1: thank you i passed (laughs)
2: This wasn't a test. It was just—I was just curious. I wanted to see what your opinion was because, because you are the the um, you know extreme uh, opposite of like you don't want porn at all. Whereas like yeah. some people would be like, "Oh no, that's totally fine." Like I'm not home. He's obviously that's keeping him from cheating. Whatever. I'm not saying that he's going to be cheating. Just saying it's like he, they would rather him be doing that than going out and screwing some girl. So
1: yeah, I don't classify it as cheating. I just you're bringing another person into our sex life. And, like, when you're by yourself, your sex life can still involve me, even if you're by yourself.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, so, and, and as you're saying, like, sex with each other should, you mean you should be having sex with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. So.
0: Let's talk about fantasies. I was dating a guy and I asked him what his were and he was super weird about it and super weird about what porn he watched. Why is that? And, and. I just felt like he didn't have trust in me or should I be worried?
2: Um, Yeah, that's, that's a huge trust thing. When, when the guy um, isn't able to share his fantasies with you, that very much um, from my perspective, it it shows a a very large insecurity because he feels that whatever his fantasy is, is something that is um, not appropriate. So, I mean, it could be something really weird. Who knows? It could be like some really harsh BDSM where he's like literally got a woman tied from the ceiling and beating the shit out of her with a whip, you know, or, or it could just be like really simple. He just likes a girl to pee on him or something like that. (laughs) Like, who knows? There's, there's so many, there's so many different kinds of things that, uh, whatever his is, he felt was, um, not uh, appropriate to share with her he was embarrassed so but as far as like kinks um yeah man let people know their kinks if, if they don't like your kinks whatever they don't necessarily have to do it if it's a it's a no-go for you then then end it but if it's if it's like something that you can deal with yeah see what happens oh, what I about you Hannah? oh go ahead what i was just gonna ask you like do you do you uh, Live yeah, do you have like a like a specific fantasy where you like something a spe- like a specific way? And it doesn't even have to be like crazy fantasies. It could just be like as simple as like I like when my man dresses up in cowboy boots and cowboy hat and no shirt and just comes in the room all sexy. Like, you know, that's a fantasy. That's like fantasies don't have to be wildly erotic. They just can be they can be mild, they can be
1: Yeah. Um, I d I don't know. I I feel like Elise and I may have discussed I have a very weird relationship with sex. So I have like things that I wouldn't necessarily classify them as fantasies. They're more like, um, I don't know if triggers is the right word, but like something I'd rather conquer so that it's not a trigger and like an area that like maybe I'm not as comfortable with. I'm like, okay, let's try this and see how I feel and process that. But as the fantasies I have are mostly like I don't know I want to be like camping nature outdoorsy like fun adventurous kind of sex rather than like dress up as a naked cowboy and you know that I don't have any of those (laughs) that would be weird
2: just just an example there 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 has been there's been some instances where girls dig that i don't know why there was i I swear to god i kid you not the girl she's like i love a guy in flannel i love Hmm. a guy in flannel and boots i do like a lumberjack
1: looking man but i don't
2: okay so maybe the cowboy was the bad analogy but yeah it was very lumberjack ass because i do have a beard i am kind of a very tall broad-shouldered guy so it was yeah, nasty. but like,
1: I feel like I wouldn't even be like, hey, come into the bedroom with an axe and a log of wood and chop it, and then let's, you know, bang. <laughs> like, th- that to me so, is- I would be like, so hey, like you- well, you're chopping wood outside, and I'm looking at you, and then now let's strip and we'll have sex outside.
0: I can feel it. I can feel it.
1: You know, but I'm not like coming to the bedroom dressed as like a <laughs> lumberjack. <laughs> No, but I wouldn't around. mind a
0: guy chopping chopping logs outside with no shirt on
1: yeah and then you're like oh that's hot and then you go over and you know
2: you know that's actually that's like a very common thing in women like in general like the, the lumberjack or just industrial in general something that is like a very manly or masculine job that you're performing fixing something whether it's like you know roofing the house uh mm-hmm. chopping wood uh working on the car or something like that it's uh very attractive to women because it shows that the man can provide. So it's like a very yeah, common thing no I like
1: that. Woman. Mile High Club. I want to join the Mile High Club.
2: Never had sex on a plane. Yeah, no, I haven't done that. That's thank you for yeah. that bu- that bucket list. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Put it in your notebook. <laughs> Let's talk about period sex. Okay? Is mm. that like what what you got to say, Hannah? That. <laughs> what?
1: It's gross.
0: Oh, it's just gross. So I just
1: like, like personally, for me, like, I don't feel hot and sexy when I'm broken. Like, I'm just like, nah. I
0: didn't. How are you, you know broken? Rock your world. What?
2: You know That's rock just what your I world? call it. Huh? When your guy doesn't give a shit and he lets you know that, that will rock your fucking world.
1: Yeah, that happened kind of it was towards the end but i was like oh really are you sure <laughs> i don't know if i like this
2: <laughs> so uh, if he if he's if he's good at reassuring you it's great it, it shouldn't matter at all you guys can prepare you know obviously use towels or whatever it doesn't matter but when it's happening let it fucking happen it's not a not a big deal uh guys that are weirded out by it um it's because they a haven't experienced it. Like obviously, when it first happened to me, I was like freaking out because I'm just like, "Oh my God, am I hurting you? Are you okay? You know?" Because <laughs> like I don't know what bleeding? to do with this. Did like, I yeah, stab you're you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew what it was because she warned me, but I was just like, "Are you? Are we okay? Am I hurting you?" She's like, "No." Like you know, it's not that big of a deal. And then uh, over time, I was just like, well, "Sex is sex, man." It's like whether or not you're having a period, it doesn't change you. So okay, weird me out.
0: So definitely tell them, but they yeah. should be able to, I mean, accept that. of the reason, Part of and the reason why a you're, woman
2: Yeah, and the reason why they they should tell you or any any woman should tell you is not because um because we need to know that it's happening necessarily. It's more so that like we can make you more comfortable during it. So like I said, preparing you don't want to have to deal with like a big bloody spot on the bed where you got this giant stain now. Like you can Prepare so that you guys can just enjoy the experience and not have to worry about the mess, because that's really what makes you guys kind of self-conscious is the mess afterwards. So,
0: yeah, okay. Let Let's talk about consent.
2: (laughs) Mm. Uh, To me, um, there is not a fiber in my being that wants to lay my hands on a woman if she doesn't consensually want it. it. I don't know what it is about it. It just the second that anyone says, like, no, don't want it, hands go up in the air. Like, that nope, was
1: going to be done. my question. So, like, don't you feel like when a woman says no once, it's game done. over?
2: That's it. Yep. Nope. That's it. Nope. You say no once, you're done.
1: Yeah. She shouldn't have to say it more than once. Even if, exactly. she, if she's your wife or your girlfriend yep. or...
2: Even if it's like a, a oh, I don't feel okay with about this, I am halt yeah we need to assess what that means before we go forward okay what about that
1: that... oh go ahead sorry
2: no no what were you gonna say
1: like during so and then all of a sudden it's like she's done and something hurt or you know she's not in it anymore or whatever she says stop and no you don't have to finish
2: absolutely with her i mean you could
0: finish on your own but
2: Exactly. Go in the fucking bathroom if you got to. There's no, there is any way. Sh- there's no way, shape, or form you should continue to do something when somebody says no. There, like no, means no. I understand that there is like a no kink where you can do things like set up safe words yeah. and stuff like that. That's that's like totally in the BDSM our BDSM realm uh, of things where you use safe words and color codes and all that shit to to handle to make things consensual and safe. Um, but if you are with a person, there is none of those, none of those, uh, boundaries set up, none of them discussed, then you, there is no consent, zero. You, you do not continue. It is a cease and desist. The second the woman utters no out of her mouth, it's done. That's it. Even when she says, ow, I'm stopping. And until she says, okay, do a different position or sorry, we need lube or whatever, whatever the case may be that she's hurting or. Or maybe she's getting a Charlie horse or something like that. Whatever it is, the second I hear an ow or a no, that's it. I'm done. I'm stopping.
0: That's how it should be.
2: Yep. No questions. Oh. Um, But as far, uh, as far as consenting to it too, uh, that's another reason why um, I want to do my podcast. That's a huge thing is not only just talking about sex to make it comfortable, but to make it, again, consensual because when you have the conversations of the expectation on what's going to happen, you both are kind of aware of it going into it. It's not just a you know roll the fucking dice and see what happens. And mm. suddenly we're doing something that I don't like. No, I don't. I don't I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I'm not a fan of, of anybody being uncomfortable during sex. So it should and be... it has
0: to be consent the whole time. Mm-hmm. Even if you start something, even if you consent to it at first, and then you decide mm-hmm. no, this is not for me. That's mm-hmm. it. it. It's it's game over. So, okay. And let's talk a little bit about, um, sex between, cause I know we have a lot of married listeners who are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This doesn't have anything really to pertain to me because I've been having sex with the same man for 12 years. So how important it is, is it to continue to have sex? How often is it is normal to have sex? And how do you keep it spicy?
2: Yeah, that's that's the probably one of the toughest questions in the sex world is how do you keep keep the spice of life going in sex, man? Like, how do you how do you keep um, being uh, you know enticed by each other? And simple fact of the matter is um, keeping. Uh, keeping sex safe, keeping it, uh, a, a very, um, not just regular. You gotta like, you gotta be spontaneous about stuff. You gotta want to have it. If you're not, you need to talk about it. Uh, I, my personal opinion for me, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, if I'm not having sex at least twice a week, I'm having problems. Like that's, that's a, that's like probably the least amount of sex I'll have, unless it's like a super chaotic week, you know, and, and, our schedules are just hit and miss and we're super exhausted. I understand that that can happen. There are things that can get in the way, but there's also no excuse not to, it could be literally, you know, just got home from work and had a shower. Go have some sex. Uh, your significant other is about to get up for work. You're not going to get up for another three hours. Wake up, have some sex before they leave for work. They'll start their day. Great. It's fine. You can bang it out 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is quickly. But keeping it, um, keeping sex regular is good. And then spicing it up. Uh, that, that goes back to conversation, man. Talk about it, uh, figure out what you guys want to do. Is there something new you want to try? Is there something, you know, a new toy you want to try a new position you want to do? Um, and that's where porn can come into play with some of it is like, Oh, you can't think of ideas. Read a book, read an article, watch some porn, whatever it may be.
0: Yeah. That's that's good advice. Um, Okay, because what I know of men are is that they kind of display and feel intimacy through physicality and sex, whereas women a lot of times need it through words or actions. And that, you know, uh, he did the dishes without me asking. He did this. And and that's foreplay. Let's be honest. Um, Sorry. And. And. I think with men, it's, it's sex. That's how they feel close. It's how they feel loved. And so I think we have to remember that. But men also have to remember that, you know, helping out or talking to your wife, um, you know, making them feel appreciated and seen, that, that all comes into play. You know, mm. you just can't have it one-sided. Because a woman that doesn't, a wife that doesn't want to have sex with her husband, there's probably a lot of things that she is not communicating with her husband. Um, Or maybe she is and he doesn't care, you know, but it's just for men. I mean, they just, it's, it's kind of really easy. Help us out. Tell us we look nice. Let us have some time Absolutely. to ourselves, you know. Like oh, I'll take the kids, or I'll keep the kids. Go to Target. Go do whatever. Those are the kinds of things that were like awesome. Get ready to get your world rocked later. Thank you on my new sheets from Target that I got <laughs> to get by myself. You know, it's it's not that hard, man. It's not that hard. I promise. Well, it'll get hard later, but it's not that hard. So I think if you keep communicating that, um, and then, you know, a, then a wife wants to be close to her husband like that.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, going off of that though, uh, some people perceive love in different ways. So someone would be like, Oh, I prefer my man that he just brings all the bacon and that's enough to get her aroused. And then there's other women that are just like uh, the fact that he wants to cook or clean or tell me that I'm pretty or wants to rub my feet, wants to touch me. That's another thing too. Like mine, mine's hugely um, physical. No, I'm saying physicality. So physicality and affirmation um, are my biggest. Like when a woman tells me, she's like, oh, I want you or uh, I love you. Or I think you look good. Or then when she's touching on me too, you know, the whole like under the table leg grab or something like that. That's that's the that's the good stuff right there for me. But every person's different.
0: So basically, you just have to figure out your love languages and mm-hmm. talk about them.
2: Again, communicating.
0: Yeah, because I think that's a, a theme that we've had throughout every episode so far, right? communication yes
1: i also though to touch on that feel like sex in a married couple when you do it that way or like that's what you know motivates it like you were saying the trip to target by yourself or whatever it becomes like a trade of services which seems wrong to me um so i mean that was a huge thing for me it was like if I can you know get no, it wasn't for me it was for the other person so it was like I'm gonna help you with this so but let's have sex later And it was like okay okay
0: okay. I don't think yeah 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 I wouldn't say it should be like that it shouldn't be like hey honey I'll take the kids you go to Target so you can give me sex later absolutely not, absolutely but it, not. I'm not saying you were You're saying that but any. I feel like it becomes
1: that way in marriage if you
0: let it yeah
2: I was gonna say, yeah if 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 you're communicating it correctly, I don't think it'll come out like that. Like I had it where I wanted to go out. I went out. they stayed home. I came home afterwards. They were asleep, and then we had sex that night. That was just like i I had gone out. I had a good time. I came home and whatnot. And it wasn't like I felt obligated to. I was just it was spur of the moment, and I did it, and they appreciated that. They were like you know uh, that was yeah like, I I felt wanted that even though you went out and had a good time you still like as soon as you came home you wanted me so
1: yeah well and I guess and when there's not that feeling of obligation I just remember being I grew up in the church and um I, mm-hmm. I remember sitting in a like I don't know I think it was a premarital like conference thing and you know it was a husband and wife and they're up there talking about like this marriage book and sex and I rem- she literally said this and I remember thinking like that is so wrong but everyone loved what she had to say and she was like wives it's not that hard just suck it up and do it and you can get like a cruise out of it or something and it was like if you just please your man he'll give you whatever you want and it
0: was just like Ugh, disgusting I know and I was like yeah.
1: whoa. whoa 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 what if <laughs> so she's doing something she doesn't want to do to get something out of it and that was just like it's like work yeah I was like whoa it shouldn't be yeah and I feel like I mean again that could be a whole church topic in a different episode but like I, I don't think people who go into marriage having that sex trade of services relationship where it's like oh thanks for letting me go out now let's have sex is necessarily happens between the husband and wife I feel like it's a kind of thing that just marriage makes happen in the community of like what's going on like husbands and husbands talking and wives and wives talking to each other and it's like oh well you know if he lets you go out and I feel like that needs to be talked about more because it does seem so trade like prostitution you know it's like huh like you're like you're paying me (laughs) for sex and letting me go out and then that's, you know, the payment. And it just seems so... But I mean, you're talking to someone who has a really weird relationship with sex, so... <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah that's, that's valid, though. It's, like, very transactional, which um, can be incredibly damaging to not only the sex life, but the relation itself. Because, like you're saying, this is, like, a an obligation rather than a want. So, again, going back on it, talking about it. Not just... Saying, hey, I'm going to go do this so we can have sex later or vice versa. Like, let's have sex now so I can go through things later. It needs to be a conversation of, like, that can't happen. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess communication, like Mm -hmm. you were saying, like, you actually have to talk about that. And a man could not be meaning that's, like, he could not mean it that way. You know, maybe he's just being playful. But, like, if she perceives it that way and then that's what's happening, it just becomes that which is
2: i I mean there's like you know the devil's advocate of like hey here's some money go buy yourself some nice pumps or whatever but come back and i'm gonna go yeah fuck you in them pumps, (laughs) you know like incentivizing creating a fantasy out of it too so like it's it's a fine line but i get what you're saying that it can be super transactional and that's not healthy to make it that way all the time you should always make it so it's just you guys want to have sex with each other and always opening that communication and saying, Hey, you know." And when you're not feeling it, say yeah. something like that's, that's probably what's more important is like not necessarily the, the healthy conversations that are happening, but the unhealthy ones that are happening. Like, Oh, Hey, this is, this is not okay. I don't like this. Make that aware. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: So make sure it's not transactional. And even or if it is, you're like, talking about it. I mean, yeah, we're aware that it's still transactional. I just want a week of like nice things. It's not just like, here I did the dishes, let's go bang. Yeah,
1: like I don't want that no. to be your motivation for why you helped me. Like you should be helping me because you love me and you want to help out. And if it happens, right, it's cool. But like if you're mm-hmm. solely doing something just for the sake of like banging me later, it negates everything that you just did.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Hmm. Well, I guess that's a conversation you have to have with your partner, yeah. Um, and hopefully that's not like that. Um, but I think it's it is important for men to understand that we need, like I said, foreplay is so much more than, you know, feeling on a woman's boobs before he he enters. You know, foreplay can be an all week thing. It really can oh, in yeah. in your acts of oh. service, um, in what you say or words you know, of like,
1: affirmation.
0: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a big words of affirmation, like completely. Although, like we said, if it's too much too soon, but mostly I'm a words of affirmation person.
2: Uh, I, true. I think I think some of the the most hot like foreplay that can happen in regards to communication is like like hinting beforehand or something like that, you know, like, I don't know, they're coming home from work or the grocery store or something like that. And you're taking care of your kids or whatever it may be. And you're like, Hey, gonna, you know, putting the kid down right now, like how close are you? Yada, yada. You know, I'm thinking about you and whatnot. And, and discussing it beforehand, just talking about the sex before it even happens to kind of put yourselves both in the mood is, is huge, 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 huge. Cause once you're Letting each other know, like, "Hey, I'm thinking about you. I want you." You know, at any given point in the day, whatever it may be. Like, you can you text him in the morning. Be like, "When you come home tonight, yeah, I'm gonna wreck your shit." <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And it's it's nice though. You know, as long as your husband is a pretty decent dude. Um, you know, let's let's talk in the 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 realm of a healthy marriage. Okay, the man is is you know he does what he needs to do and he makes his wife feel seen and appreciated you know it's it's not that hard for a woman to to text her man at some point during the day and just be like you know what I really cannot wait for you to get home and then just kind of talk about what you want to do to him because guess what like that keeps it spicy without it being crazy what is wrong, Hannah? I
2: guarantee, I guarantee <laughs> any woman does that. I'm going to lose my shit. If she's going to tell me that she wants me at any point in the day and I'm not home, she's like, I'm thinking about you right now, bitch. it's on. All- <laughs>
0: <laughs> so why are you rolling your eyes, Hannah? I know our listeners can't <laughs> see, but I can, and I can tell them.
1: Because you were getting into the sexting talk nerdy talk I mean does it ha- I could have okay. just left but it at hey really I can't wait till you get home that. winky face
0: perfect mm. all I need yep. to send
1: yep. <laughs> I don't need yep. to tell yeah. you what I want to do I'm just gonna do it and
0: if he and if he knows you he knows what that means
2: mm. yeah yeah this doesn't necessarily I, have to be graphic
0: yeah exactly I like to write so I'm pretty good with my words me too mm. Mm.
1: I'm like a mystery I like to surprise you <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i learned a lot tonight nick so did i so so thank you so much for being on um you can submit questions or topics you want covered to my link in my bio at flicks on Fleek. Um, if you have any questions for nick or anything you want to talk to him about you can leave it there we can have him back on because there's a lot more stuff about sex that we just didn't even cover. So we are sponsored by Rose and Grace. The You can like the shop on Instagram or Facebook. Sponsored by the upcoming book, Love Her, Leave Her Wild. Sponsored by Dear Mom, a nonprofit for supporting moms with kids with Down Syndrome. And the organization Never Alone at North. Uh, go give them some love on Instagram. So our next episode is going to be dating as a single mom with... A child with special needs. It's exciting, right, Hannah? Oh, yeah. It's very fun. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, we will see you next time. Thanks.